You're listening to a podcast from Victory. Beware of false prophets who hinder people from finding the narrow road that leads to heaven. Learn more about entering the kingdom of God in week 15 of our series, Redefined. According to some studies, uh, adults make an average of 35,000 decisions every single day. 200 plus actually is about food. I'm guessing sa Filipino, mga 500 dyan, ano? Mag-extra rice ba ako? Two rice ba? Three rice ba? No rice ba? Coke ba? Or water ba? May dessert ba? O hindi? Dalawang ulam ba? O hindi? Jollibee ba? So, 200 plus decisions on food alone, but we make an average of 35,000 decisions every day. And we are presented with a lot of choices. Starbucks alone, uh, according to this article that I uh, encountered the executive of Starbucks said there are 87,000 drink combinations that we can actually choose from. And that's just for coffee. Do you want it extra hot? No whip, no cream, no foam. Uh, you want it latte? You want it cappuccino? I mean, there's a lot of combination. 87,000. Can you imagine you being handed over this uh, menu? Okay, anong gusto niyo, sir? Sandali, titignan ko yung 87,000. You know, we make decisions, major or minor decisions. And some of the decisions we make, some of the choices we make are uh, not really that serious. It's just trivial. While some will have uh, really long-term consequences, some will have eternal repercussions. And that's what Jesus was trying to give us. These important choices we need to make. We cannot just uh, keep on listening and agree with God, pero we're not making a decision, we're not crossing the line of faith, and we're not responding to His message. And so after giving this powerful sermon on the mount, and He's about to end, He's giving these choices, and He's demanding a decision from the people. And I believe the same way for all of us. So if you have your Bible with you, we're going to read Matthew chapter 7, beginning in verse 13 to 23. And uh, uh, verse 13, it says, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. Verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. This is a very strong message from Jesus himself. And in this uh, passage of scripture, he talked about two gates. 
He talked about two fruits and uh, talked about two kinds of followers. And we have to choose which one do we want to be a part of. And so let's go and uh, check one by one this comparisons. First one, uh, let's talk about two gates. You know, naturally, uh, we choose what is convenient and easy and comfortable for us. That's our tendency. Kung ano yung madali, dun tayo. Kung saan malamig, dun tayo. That, that is our proclivity. Yet Jesus said uh, in this passage, choose the narrow gate and the hard way because it leads to life. At first, it doesn't make sense. Parang, eh, ito, maliit yung gate, ito, malaki, syempre, anong pipiliin mo, di ba? Parang sa aeroplano yan, if you're given a seat, you want a seat with a bigger legroom. All, we always want spacious, we always want it to be big, we want it to be convenient, yet Jesus said, there are two options for you. As followers of Christ and as part of the kingdom, I want you to know, every, eh, there is a decision, there is a narrow gate, there is a wide gate and a lot of people are going that direction. And this narrow gate, not only that it's narrow, when you enter it, the way is hard. This one, it's wide and the moment you enter, you will realize it's easy. Which one will you choose? And while reading this, I, I, I feel like it, it sounds like me now. Dati nung ako yung maliit, bata, yung magulang, hear them telling me to do hard things like eating vegetables taking a nap in the afternoon saying no to vices and and bad company learning discipline and delayed gratification and, and all these things that i refused to do as a young person ngayon ako na yung magulang with two kids uh, ironic i'm the one my children now matulog kang bata ka para lumaki ka. Or kumain ka ng gulay. Okay, wag puro bacon. Now, we, we tell that because if they learn doing these things, they will benefit in the long run. So si God talaga, parang tatay talaga yung puso niya. No? And that's the spirit behind this command. It's not to make our lives difficult, but it's really to teach us the, the way that will lead to life. And he said, yes, it's narrow for now. Yes, it may, it may be difficult for now. But if you stay that direction, it will lead to life. But if you choose this route, if cheating in your exam is always easier. And during my time, it looks cool. Yung mga siga, yung mga cool sa, sa klase, kami yung mga hindi nag-aaral. Madali lang yan, pare. Tapos may mga kanya-kanyang style. Mga... Natatandaan niyo ba yun? A- any guilty people here? Okay, before your Christian life. Diba may mga kanya-kanya? Lahat na lang. Okay? And we find it's fun. It's cool. But we would hear our parents. Yes, it might be easier now because you don't have to spend long hours of trying to understand this formula and memorize all these things. But in the process of doing that, you learn this uh, work ethic, you learn character, you grow your intelligence. And believe me, in the long run, you will have greater advantage. And that's the spirit behind this command. Jesus said, take the narrow gate and the hard way. And the narrow gate 
and the hard way represents Christ and the way of the kingdom. You know, in John chapter uh, 10, verse 9, NLT version, Jesus said, Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. It's another way of saying, if you choose me as the gate, you will be surprised because when you come in, there is freedom. And you will enjoy the green pastures. In John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He said, there, it's narrow because there's only one way. It's narrow because you cannot go by, uh, by five or ten. You have to enter it one by one. Just because your parents are Christian doesn't automatically mean that you're a Christian. It needs to be a personal decision. So it's narrow because what your parents uh, have cannot be transferred to you. you. We need to have a single file and we have to enter that narrow gate. It's so narrow because there's only one way. Not many ways. Jesus said, I'm the way. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you're, tr- if you're trying to do it through religion, you're not going to get to God. If you're trying to get to God through your good works, you're not going to make it. If you're trying to do it by your self-effort, you're not going, by your church attendance, you're not going to make it. There is only one way to go to heaven, and that is through me, through Jesus Christ. And that is offensive to some people. That is narrow-minded for some people. You're too exclusive. You are intolerant. And some people would say, uh, so ibig mo sabihin, it's just your faith, it's just your religion, and you're intolerant of other people's faith and belief. So that is narrow-minded. For some people, Christians are narrow-minded. But this is not our opinion, this is the Word of God. This is not our idea. No, um, for some people, they believe that uh, all religions will ultimately lead to God. So, mas okay tong wide gate kasi dito, isa lang option mo. Dito, marami. You can actually mix and match according to your preference. Uh, mas madali dito. It's wide, more options, and it's easy. It will all lead to God. What's important, regardless of whether, wherever you're attending, it's, what's important is that you're sincere. How many of you heard that before? Mas importante, sincere ka lang sa pananampalataya mo. You know, the problem with that is you can be sincerely wrong. And all the single people say, wala nag-agree. Bakala mo, sure ako, sure ako. Mukha lang siyang demonyo, pero sure ako. Kami talaga. Anyway, not only that the gate is narrow, but Jesus said, it's hard because the boundaries are clearly marked. If you go back to Jesus' teaching, He said, do not judge. He said, love your enemies. It's so clear. The boundary was marked so clearly. Do not commit adultery. Do not commit lust. It's so right to the point. I mean, there, how can you... Uh, escape that. And some people don't like that. Unlike the wide gate, there are many options. Kay God, talagang 
male, female in this covenant of, of marriage. We don't like that. We don't, that's so narrow. We want the wide gate. There's many options here. It can be same gender. It can be one night stand. There can be a third party. There can be flirting. Predating friends with benefits. I mean, there's just so many options. There's so many variations. I'm not limited to one kind of relationship. And, and Jesus said, it's wide, it's easy, but it's not going to lead you to life. It's going to lead to destruction. You know, there's a restaurant called uh, Project Pie. Okay? And I'm, uh, again, I'm just using this as an illustration. I'm not a franchise owner. I'm not a le- relative of any of the owner. I'm just making a point. Meron mga ganyan yung pagpunta ka, you're free to mix and match, and you can make your own pizza. If you want it to be all cheese, or ten kinds of cheese, bahala ka sa buhay mo. If you want it pepperoni, if you want it to be vegetable, I mean, it's up to you. And a lot of people like that because I can tailor fit to my own liking. And some people apply that when it comes to their spirituality. I want, I, I love to mix and match. I attend this church, pero meron din akong sampung nakadisplay sa bahay ko at naniniwala rin ako sa mga swerte. Okay? Okay lang yan. So, we, we, we love to mix and match. Uh, Eugene Peterson in his book, it this book, and he's talking about the Bible, and he's... Here's his observation when it comes to God's Word and our tendency as a people. He said, there are moments when it strikes us as totally strange, impossible to fit into our scheme of thinking and living. He's talking about the Bible. Some teachings in the Bible are hard. But not only because it's hard, but the way it's, uh, it's presented to us. We try our best to domesticate this revelation to fit into our version of the way we would like things to be. It is far too common among us to develop a problem-solving habit of approach to the Bible, figuring out what doesn't seem to fit, then standing, uh, sanding off the rough edges so that it slips into our way of thinking more easily. We want to use it for comfort, and if it doesn't work uh, comfortably, we reconfigure it so that it will. We have a tendency to uh, adjust God's word rather than us adjusting to God's word. Pag di natin to gusto, pag mahirap to, maybe this is not what God really meant by that scripture. But we are challenged not to adjust the word of God, but to embrace God's word, to align ourselves to Him, and trust that by the grace of God, we can live the life He's calling us to live. We don't adjust the word of God we adjust to Him. Two gates. One is narrow, one is wide. Next one, He talked about two fruits. And Jesus talked about false prophets or religious imposters. He said, watch out because they come in sheep's clothing. Pag tinignan mo sila, mukha talagang Christian. Nagtataas din ang kamay. Okay, nakika-amen din. Uh, I mean, all the things, it's there. They do good works too. But they come in sheep's clothing. But in reality, they're like whitewashed tomb. Parang sa labas, bagong hilamos o pintura na nitso, pero sa loob puno ng 
you know, mga inaagnas na katawan. And, and Jesus said, beware, watch out. Not everyone who goes to church is really a follower of Christ. Not everyone who holds the Bible and teaches the Bible is a genuine teacher of the Bible. Even the devil have quoted the scripture when he tried tempting Jesus after 40 days and 40 nights of fasting. If the devil can quote the scripture, surely false teachers can. So beware of false teachers. And Acts 20, verse 29 to 30, I know that after my departure, and this is Paul talking to the church, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among you, uh, and from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Among our numbers, he said. And Jesus said, you will know them by their fruit. You will know them by their fruit. Can you please look at the person seated next to you? Sabi mo, good fruit tong katabi ko. My good fruit. Okay? You know, when you talk about good fruit, uh, it talks about character, first of all. It talks about character. The fruit of the Spirit. How will you know? You look at their character. Not just what they say, but how they live. May fruit of the Spirit but love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Look at the relationships, the marriage, the family, and the relationship that that person has. You will know them by their fruit. You know, the translation of the message, uh, translation of verse 15, false preachers who smile a lot. Starting today, I will not do, I will not do that, okay? Dripping with practice sincerity, chances are they are out to rip you off some way or other. Don't be impressed with their charisma. Look for character. Look for their character. Don't be easily impressed by the speech, the charisma, how they look. Because it's so easy to fake that. You look at the character. Watch out for preachers who smile a lot. Ang hirap eh. Mali pala yun. Not only that, uh, look at the message. What are they preaching? Are they preaching a different gospel? Jesus, uh, the Bible says, anyone who denies Christ, Jesus as the Christ, is the Antichrist. Look at the influence. What's the effect of their teaching to the people? Is it causing uh, greater faith in Christ? Is it causing love and godliness? Look at these things. But, but, but let's apply this to ourselves. Let's not just beware of looking or checking or detecting uh, false prophet bato, disease tree bato, or healthy tree bato. Let's apply this in our own lives. How about us? Do we see the fruit in our own lives? The Bible says you will know them by their fruit. And I like what uh, one of our pastors said, Pastor John Neron, about this. He said, good fruit comes from life within, not the effort to produce it. Siguro parang tayo, parang, hala, ang dami ko nakikitang bad fruit sa buhay ko. 
totoo ba akong kristyano? O impostor ako? You know, if you're a new Christian, or maybe you've been a Christian for so long, I'm sure there's a lot of bad fruit already that was removed. But you see, God is not yet done with you. God is not yet finished. And God is bringing us to greater Christ-likeness. If you, you know that you are rooted in Christ, the more you surrender to Christ, the more you allow Him to work in your heart, the more you will see these fruits coming out. So, what's important is not perfection, but progress. Are you growing in your relationship with Christ? Do you see fruit? By their fruit, you will recognize them. You know, if you think about it, di ba pag nakakita tayo ng puno, let's for example, mango tree. In order for them to bear fruit, I mean, it's not about their effort. Wala tayo nakikitang mangga nakaganon. Wala, walang hirap na mangga, di ba? Talagang ganun-ganun lang sila, sway-sway lang sila. Oh. Enjoy lang, guys. The sun, you know, the wind. It comes from the root. And because they are rooted and planted and all these elements coming together, you see fruits. You know, the same way with us, the more we are rooted in Christ and the more we depend on Him, the more we trust in His grace, the more we know God and focus on Him, the more the fruit of God, the fruit of the Spirit is produced in us. It's almost like learning how to uh, ride a bike. Nung bago akong mag-aral ng pagbabike, lagi ako nakatingin sa baba. Ganun ba kayo before? Concern na concern ako. I'm trying my best to avoid falling. So I'm wa- doon ako nakafocus paano hindi mag-fall. So hindi ako masyado makalayo. Sabi nagturo sa akin, huwag kang tumingin sa baba. Focus. Diretso lang. So, at first, ganun, di ba? <laughs> Nanginginig ka ba rin eh. Pero totoo pala, no? Focus where you're going. If we want to see fruit, we don't focus on defeating sin. We focus on following Christ. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and at right now seated at the right hand of God. And the more we focus on God and allow Him to work in our lives, the more we are changed. Focus. And last thing, he talked about two followers. You know, we're the only Christian nation in Asia and many Filipinos, if you ask them if they are a Christian or they believe in Christ, they would say yes. But, but Jesus said, many will say to me, Lord, Lord. Many will say to me on that day, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out demons in your name? Did we not do mighty works? And Jesus said, I never knew you. Depart from me. And reading that scripture, God was telling us a lot of people will be surprised. Because they are always in church. They are very religious. But on that day of standing before God face to face, they will be surprised. Because empty confession is not enough. One Tagalog preacher says, Hindi pwedeng purong nguso, kailangan kasama ang puso. And it seemed like, that's what Jesus was saying. You say to me, Lord, Lord, but in reality, your life is not submitted to my Lordship. Many people, the gospel they receive is not complete. The gospel they receive is, just, is like just Jesus is my Savior. Yun lang. 
tagapagligtas ko, hindi ako pupunta sa impyerno, pupunta ako sa langit, siya ang healer ko, siya ang source ng blessing ko, Savior. That's the only gospel they know. But it's not complete because Jesus is not only our Savior, He is our Lord. He is not just interested in saving us, He wants to rule over our lives. And some people are okay with Jesus being their Savior, but Jesus redefining the way they live, the way they do marriage, the way they do relationship, the way they handle their business and their finances. And what I do every day, especially Friday night, if you're going to touch on this, I'm not willing, Lord. You are my God every Sunday. No problem. Tell me what you want me to do. Monday to Saturday, it's it's my kingdom. Jesus said, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, empty confession is not enough. Intellectual faith will not make it. A lot of people believe a lot of things about God. There is knowledge surplus, but obedience deficit. Kulang. Mas maraming alam, pero kulang sa application. You know, maturity is not measured by how much we know, but how much we obey. It's not how much we know, but how much of the Bible we apply in our day-to-day life. And, and uh, Jesus said, not many who says to me, Lord, Lord, the only proper response to the message of Christ is submitting to His Lordship. After we heard the Sermon on the Mount about being the salt and light of this world, about not judging others, about loving our enemies, about ask and seeking and, and knocking on the door about all these things that we've learned the past 14 weeks. The only proper response after hearing what God has to say about life, about faith, about how this world will end, the only proper response is for all of us to worship Him and say, You are the Lord of my life. I surrender to You, Lord. That's the only proper response. And God is challenging us to make that decision. He said, if lordship is genuine, the fruit will show up. Because no one who encountered Jesus will remain the same. You cannot be neutral. You either love Him or you hate Him, but you cannot stay the same. If you really encounter the grace of God, the grace of God will change everything. It will redefine and change our lives. If the Lordship is genuine, if we encounter the Lord, we will experience the grace. And the grace produces righteousness, not lawlessness. It produces righteousness. You know, as I, as I try to land this message for today, Jesus, when He gave this sermon, the Bible says many were amazed. But when He gave the challenge, not everyone surrendered. Jesus is not only a good teacher, He is God. He did not come just to inspire us, He came to save us and to change our lives. That's why we have to respond to Him. Ephesians chapter 2, last verse, in verse 4 to 9, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead, in our trespasses, everyone say dead, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved 
and raised us up with Him and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Verse 8, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. When we go to heaven, no one will will boast about his accomplishment. Walang pupunta dun. Grabe, galing ko. Great job, Ryan. The Bible says no one can boast. All of us will go there and say, it's only by the grace of God that I made it this far, that I finished the race. It's only by the grace of God. If not for the grace of God, I will not be here today. Because the Bible says we're dead. You know, I like what my teacher in theology, we had our class last week, and here's what he said, and I want to show this to you, and I'm going to pray. Concerning Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 to 9, he said, the picture he paints of Jesus saving lost people is that of walking into a morgue, not a hospital. The human condition is not extremely sick, it is spiritually dead. And for a dead person to live, it requires resurrection, not medical intervention. The Bible says we're dead. You're not a good person. Hindi ka parang, hindi naman ako ganun kasama, pero hindi rin naman ako santo. Tama lang. No, we are dead to our sin. You are not just sick. What we need in order to come alive is not medical intervention. We need the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because we cannot resurrect ourselves we cannot save ourselves. We cannot change ourselves. It's only by the mercy and the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Let's all stand right now. And let's just pray. Father, we thank you for the good news. We thank you for the gospel. Thank you for, again and again, Lord God, you're just causing us to understand in a deeper and greater way what you have done for us. Lord, we're forever grateful for the life, death, and resurrection of Christ. And we confess that apart from Christ, we are forever lost. We cannot save ourselves. We cannot change ourselves. We cannot resurrect ourselves. Every day we live by the grace of God. Father God, we pray we will not only be hearers of the word, we will be doers of the word. God, it's not always easy to be a Christian and to be a follower of Christ. But Lord, we thank you for assuring us that in the end, it will lead to life. So Father God, we pray for your grace to always choose the narrow gate. To always choose the hard way. It may not have an immediate benefit. But by faith we trust, it will lead to a lot of blessings. Most importantly, it will lead us to a closer relationship with you. So Father God, we thank you. Maybe for some of us here, Lord God, we are uh, just going through a lot of things. Challenges, difficulties. Some of us are feeling tired, Lord. And some of us are thinking, am I doing the right thing? But Lord, we thank you for your assurance today. Thank you, Lord God, for inspiring faith today, Lord. We thank you, God. Lord, we thank you also for the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. 
That's our prayer, that we will become more and more like Jesus. Lord, I pray that every one of us here will be rooted in Christ. Lord, that we will not just be uh, attendees, but all of us will be connected to Jesus. That we will grow in our relationship with you. We will not stay where we are. But every day, every week, every year, we will see fruit, Lord God, growing here and there. God, we thank you, Lord, that it's not about the effort we can, we can put into this so that we will bear fruit. Thank you, Lord, that it comes from within. It comes from you, Lord. We are not yet where you want us to be. But praise God, thank you, we're not where we used to be. Thank you for changing us every single day. And Lord, we pray that if there's any area of our lives, Lord, that is not yet surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, today, Lord, we surrender to you. For some of us, Lord, maybe there are things you're showing us, there are things you're convicting us about. I pray we will have the faith to trust you. We will have the faith to surrender to you. We will not just declare that you are Lord, but Lord God, in practice, we will really surrender to your Lordship. Lord, I pray we will not have empty confession, Lord. But I pray, Lord, that our heart will be in it, Lord. God, we thank you, Lord, for the word we received today. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.